you know, I always try to not only say things that are on my mind, but say things that are uh, at least sometimes important. And I feel like this just isn't being said. And it's, it's uh, I don't know. It's not okay that people pretend that they're Elvis. It's just fucking not. I saw a video <laughs> of Frank Stallone recently, Sylvester Stallone's brother. He was at um, uh, Norm's Rare Guitars. It's a guitar store in LA. Very, very famous. Known for amazing uh, vintage gear. And uh, it's been around forever. So some video of him there, Frank Stallone. This motherfucker thinks he's Elvis. He was buying a guitar, like an old-ass uh, Epiphone. It's a gorgeous guitar. Good for him. I didn't even know Frank Stallone was a musician, but he is, I guess. And uh, he's wearing, like, the... Now, my memory might be... I watched this, like, two days ago, but my memory might already have been made up some shit. But he was wearing, like, like a dark caramel-colored colored leather jacket and, a, like, scarves, and he had, like, the Elvis style aviators and his hair kind of pumped and slick back like everything about him was a clear and he, you know he plays elvis type music and i think maybe he even sang an elvis song so i couldn't listen much um it's not okay like okay if you're in a, an elvis cover band or a true <laughs> what a ridiculous sentence um or you're like a tribute or elvis impersonator oh that's weird for other bands, they call them, uh, you're either in a tribute band or a cover band. Like a tribute band is if you dress like them and do the whole thing. And a cover band is you just play their songs. But if you're in a, like a tribute band, like they're whatever, everybody, every Beatles, Zeppelin, whatever, tribute bands. But Elvis people are always called Elvis impersonators. What's up with that? Why is that different? Well, it's different, whatever. So if you're in an Elvis tribute band and you're Elvis, I get it. I mean, I don't get it. As a musician, I don't understand how you can, one, play other people's music exclusively. And then if you are going to do that, you know, it's your job, you're making money. Okay, it's a bummer. But you got to do what you got to do. But then to like dress up like them is even weirder and further removed. And when you see those bands, like the people in the audience are like, pretending that you're them so they're having it's it's bizarre and you're pretending that you're them it's really weird but at least like you're you I'm walking down the street and i'm doing my thing and then like oh gotta go to work i'm gonna put on my you know elvis clothes and snarl my lip and you know be a fucking misogynistic pedophile as elvis was um but like, I can kind of get it. You know, it's your job. It's like if you're uh, one of those guys or girls who goes to Hollywood and, and uh, you know, on the Grauman's Chinese Theater area and you're on Sunset or Hollywood Boulevard, rather, and you're, um, you know, I'm Spider-Man, I'm Batman. You take pictures with people. It's kind of, you know, cheesy and whatever. But this guy, Frank Stallone... You, like, whatever age he was when he first saw Elvis, it's like that personality, that image, and then the response 
that Elvis got probably primarily from women was like so impactful to him that he was just like, that's me. That is fucking me forever and ever and ever. That's me. But when people do Elvis, it's always like the fat druggy Elvis. It's never when he was kind of young and, and a, a little more, um, uh, well, handsome for sure. But like, um, I don't know, humble, I guess. It's always like this bloated, weird Elvis, you know, the fried peanut butter and banana sandwich Elvis. So anyway, I, when you're a kid, like you're always trying on personalities, like from, you know, probably late elementary school till your early 20s. Like you're, you're trying on different aspects of different people's personalities and, and kind of trying to find out like where, where do I exist in that? And that's normal. Everybody does it. I did it. Everybody did it. You did it. Uh, even if you're thinking I've never did that, you, you totally did it. Um, or even like looking at other people's personalities and taking things like, I don't like that. So I'm not going to do that. Like that's part of developing your own personality. There's a piece of it that kind of, you know, it's like if you're learning to draw, you trace things. Or even if you're a musician and in the beginning you learn other people's songs, um, in addition to like fucking around and trying to do your own things, you, you know, you kind of borrow from what came before you. So it's like Frank Stallone, by the way, I don't know anything about this guy. I'm judging him very harshly off of a 60 second Instagram video. So take that <laughs> however you want. Uh, maybe he's a lovely man. I don't know. What I do know is, is that motherfucker seems to think that he's Elvis Presley. So he, whatever it was, like he just saw that part of the personality. He's like, that's what I'm going to be. I'm going to do it forever. What is, how? It's like he wakes up in the morning, <laughs> knows he's Frank. Like he knows. First thing he does, stands up, he opens his eyes. Boom. The day has begun. Waste no time. Don't fuck around. Roll out of bed. He doesn't sit up. He rolls out. He probably has like little slippers, like house slippers that are like velvet or velour, and they have his initials engraved in gold. No, it just says the king on his slippers. He puts on a robe, a silk robe, immediately. I bet that he has his sunglasses at his nightstand. Robe, got his slippies on, boom. Sunglasses, walks immediately to the mirror. First thing, hasn't even peed yet. No, he does it while he's peeing. <laughs> he's got a mirror in front of the toilet so he can look at himself while he's holding his dick and he says, you're fucking Elvis. You are Elvis. You're Elvis. You're Elvis. You're Elvis. And there's a pause. He looks down, shakes his dick. He doesn't wipe it because he's gross. He shakes it. Then he looks up. I'm Elvis. And he's ready to go. He's motherfucking Frank Stallone. He's going to use the name because he can't say that he's Elvis. That's weird. Hi, I'm Frank. But in his head, every time he says, hi, I'm Frank, the voice in his head, you're Elvis. Hi, I'm Frank. You're Elvis. So he knows inside that he's Elvis. 
That's what I think he does. So weird, man. So weird. And I, I don't know that I haven't read into it. I just have seen things recently come out that like Elvis was a racist. I don't know. I haven't looked into it. The shit I, I did see was like the John Wayne stuff. Um, and that guy was a fucking racist, like, a, you know, a racist. Black people are lower class, second, they're not the same as white people. White people should have, you know, the, a place above. Like, he was a full-on racist and a piece of shit. Fuck that guy. Um, but uh, apparently some of that is in Elvis's history. People are pulling some. I don't know. I haven't seen it. But maybe that's true, too. But he for sure was a pedophile. Priscilla Presley was like 12, 13. Let's look it up to be certain. Um, so she was, how old was when she moved in with Elvis or was when she met? Okay. Here's what it says. Born Priscilla, whatever. The model and actress met Elvis Presley when she was just 14. Okay, so a, a first problem here is that you can make someone a model and actress at 14. Like a fucking baby. That's so fucked up. Because one, like, uh, you know, as far as your growth, your fundamental growth, you're right in the midst of these formative years. And now you're going to be thrust... Not only into this light where you're constantly looked at, judged, you have too much influence, power, you're looking at yourself, making yourself perfect, but also now you're going to be around people, adults, um, who are also pretty fucked up, and then they're going to have a really big impact on you. It's not okay. Um, so she was 14. He was 10 years older. She was 24. He was already known. Let me read this. Um... That's fucking crazy, man. Uh, what is this? Eight-minute wedding ceremony in 1967, and they split six years later. Um, so the couple was married when she was 21. Oh, wait a minute. But they had a relationship prior to that, right? All right, let's get to the bottom of this, everybody. Um, how old was Priscilla... Presley, when she started dating Elvis. There we go. All right. So an eight-year courtship. 21 when they married, 14 when they met, but they were dating. Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's... <laughs> Yikes. Okay. So... That's the guy that people love to be because he stole a bunch of songs from black artists and uh, fucked kids. Good job, Elvis, and good job, Elvis impersonator. And Frank Stallone, this one's for you. I don't get it, man. I don't get it. How can you, you know, uh, just all day, it's just, I'm Elvis. I'm fucking Elvis, baby. You're the king. You're the king. Do you guys talk to yourselves? I talk to myself. For sure talk to myself. Um, I mean, I'm talking to myself right now. But I, I will um, 
go over my wants and goals and needs and things like that. And, you know, if I'm fucking up a lot or uh, really m- making bad choices or feeling a lot, I I will ask, my, what's going on for me? Or who's showing up for me? Those questions are relatively new within the last few years. And that's uh, 100% a result of being in therapy and coping with these things in a, or attempting to cope with these things, practicing coping with these things in a healthy manner. Where before I would just ignore it, not acknowledge it, not even know it was a thing, or everything was always very punitive. But uh, I talk to myself all the time. You should too. If you don't, you're missing out. You should talk to yourself. I have a mosquito bite on the bottom of my foot, under my foot. Mosquitoes are fucking dicks. My whole leg was out. And he went, he, it, she, they, they went for the bottom of my foot. It's really fucked up. And it's like, so I'm constantly like jumping around and doing stuff because of work. It's, it's never going to go away. It's never, ever, ever going to go away. Mm. I got the uh, album work, album artwork straightened out. I was really struggling with it for a couple weeks. I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do. I hate, I don't like naming things. I don't, anything other than the project itself, like in my case, music. So the art is music. That's what I'm concerned with. That's what I want to make. I don't like naming songs. I don't like naming bands. I don't, uh, naming albums and then doing artwork and stuff like that's, I don't, it just feels so, um, contrived like and, and pretentious to me. You know, the band name, I don't have a great, like, you know, some artists you can, I hate that term. Some musicians will use their name as, like, their real name as their stage name as well. You know, uh, Jeff Buckley has a nice ring to it. You know, Joni Mitchell, Bob Dylan, Chelsea Wolfe. Like, these names have something about them. There's some kind of quality. Graham Baker. It just doesn't work. It's like Graham Baker sells you insurance. <laughs> Graham Baker is your personal trainer. Graham Baker can teach you how to knife fight. Uh, Graham Baker makes music, but he's in a band. Because the name Graham Baker is not, it's not like a sexy name. Like Graham is all right. That could be all right. But Baker is not sexy at all. I'm sexy but in spite of my name. So, but, so anyway, Grey House is what I'm calling this, uh, what, project? My band? It's just me? You want to hear my band? Um, Grey House, that's what my name means, Graham. It's, you know, Grey House or Grey Homestead. I don't know what the fuck that means, but that's what it means. That's why growing up, uh, my mom, sister, grandma, they would always call me Grey. That's why my son is named Grayson. Um, which wasn't even my idea, but I love that name. So, you know, even naming, you know, Grey House was, okay, well, how do I make it as close to my name so that I can kind of wrap my head around it, um, that it's not super pretentious, you know, um, that I can just, it, it's me, it's just a, a the meaning of my name, and I like the way it sounds and the imagery it evokes. So I, it's cool, I like it. But even like naming the record, it's a name I've had for a long time. Um, 
and the record's called uh, Again Violently Sleeping. Not something I thought about forever. So for me, when I'm going through a lot of shit, and this has been since I was a child, uh, and I'm going through a lot, you know, because I, if you don't kind of process and work through the things you're going to, they will manifest somewhere. For some people, uh, it's anger or rage, and you hit your kids or your wife or you cheat on your husband, whatever. There's a lot of ways, you know, you eat or you get drunk or you uh, develop tumors or, you know, stress-related diseases and things like that. Uh, For me, one of the ways that my uh, stress or pain and anxiety would manifest is that I would... Um, kind of violently lash out in my sleep. Uh, it's, I mean, ever since I can remember. So, when I was thinking of the album and the things I wrote about, it's all the types of, the, the, situ- the things I wrote about on the record are uh, things that were really, really, uh, like painful things I was going through, some old, some recent, and there are memories or experiences from a time while I was uh, sleeping that way. So, and again, because it's, you know, once again, it was it began happening for me. And uh, so, it, you know, it, it had some kind of purpose. And, you know, uh, uh, I like the sound of it as well. Um, I like that word violence. It's just a good sounding word. And there's an interesting juxtaposition between, you know, sleep and violence. And um, so anyway, there, there's stuff there I liked a lot. So that's what it's called. Again, violently sleeping. Oh, you know what? Here. There's the album cover right there. Um, so I went back and forth a lot on it. I didn't know what to do. I was like, should I use like a picture or? Ugh. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I didn't have anyone to take a good picture of me, and it's hard to take a decent picture of yourself, you know, for something like this. I don't want to do, like, a selfie. Um, so I went back, and I ended up drawing this. And uh, I'll, I'll save the meaning of it for another time. I don't want to give everything all away right now. But it's cool. It... it uh, what it symbolizes is, you know, what I was going, what this album cover is referencing is if you, if you know what it is, then, you know, but it's, it has a lot to do with like, uh, kind of being, going through like, or dealing with illusions and, uh, deception and things like that, betrayal, a lot of negative energy. And it's me working through that. So it, it, uh, it's, it was my kind of very, um, kind of reduced rendition of that imagery. So I like it. I think it's cool. I'm really excited. Um, but yeah, I, just the naming of things. You know, my martial art, it would be funny if you took just like a, a little clip of that noise I just made. Anyway, um, even in my martial arts classes with my students, I have a bunch of drills. You could, I have a more or less a system that I've made, cultivated, or, you know, kind of grown over the years. And I have a bunch of drills. You know, I have some drills that I've learned from other teachers, other systems and schools. 
um, and they may have names, so we can use those names. But the drills that I make, aside, save for maybe, I don't know, two or three of them, none of them have names. So it's just like, okay, let's do this one. And I just leave it to them. Like, if you guys want to name it, fucking name it. I don't care. Same, like, my system doesn't have a name. Um, that uh, symbol that I wear, I, I probably wore a hoodie of it before. Here, I'll put it right here. This is like my martial arts group. Um, and it's all symbolism in there. Lots of imagery of, you know. But that I don't have a name. For us, we're just people. We train martial arts. And my company that I do personal training through and um, boxing and stuff like that is A Better You uh, Health and Fitness. It used to be Fitness and Martial Arts, but I've changed to A Better You Health and Fitness. Um, and that's the name of the company. You know, my that logo represents that kind of branch of things I do. But anyway, yeah, I don't like naming stuff. It's awful and weird. Some people love it. And then they use like, everybody wants to use acronyms. And, ugh, I hate it. I don't like naming anything. So even like with song names, for most of them, it's just, uh, you know, like a word from the song or like a very, very broad overview of what the song is about. But I can't get into it. I can never name, like if I was in a, uh, like a post-rock band, like Mogwai or something like that. Um, I don't know. I could never name. They have like sentences for their song titles. I could never do that. It's so ridiculous. But anyway, let me get some more coffee. Look, Bea, you didn't finish your food. Go eat. Go finish your food, baby. I swear, man. This dog is the pickiest eater ever i make her food uh 90 of the time so today steak <laughs> like what was it sirloin steak uh broccoli sweet potato carrots corn and rice it's human food it's human grade food and she like ate, I don't know, half of it. But, but even before she did, she kind of like smells it. And, like, and she looks at me. She'll like look back at me. And then she like kind of, this is just so slow. She's so picky. And, but and the fucked up part is if I don't make that for her tomorrow and I give her like some whatever bullshit, she won't eat it at all. A couple weeks ago, I made her salmon and rice. She loved it. I was out of salmon and I'm not going to like, run out. It's like, so, okay, now you're going to have uh, eggs and rice and some vegetables and stuff. She's like, no, I'm not eating this shit. It's ridiculous. But if that is something that happens with your dog, here's the thing. She won't starve herself to death. She'll eat. Eventually she'll eat. So the worst thing you can do is go like, oh, they're not eating it. Like I, you know, people, if their dog doesn't start eating it in like 30 seconds, they freak out. Oh, they don't like it. I need to make it better for them. And at, no, no, no. Make the food and walk away. So with her, I made the food and I walked away. And eventually she ate most of it. Uh, and there's some left, but she'll get to it eventually. Or maybe she won't. But here's the thing. She won't starve herself. When she gets hungry, she'll eat the food. You know, so it's like you, you, you can't cater too much to them uh, because then it, it never ends. Dogs are, 
as sweet and dopey as they are, they'll always test how far they can push and, and how much they can lead you. So, you know, if they don't want to eat the food, as long as it's, you know, clean, there's nothing wrong with it, just leave it. And if they don't eat, at the end of the day, you throw it away, give them food the next day, the same thing. They don't eat. Eventually they'll eat and they'll realize like, okay, this is what it is. Some dogs are super stubborn and it takes a long time. Um, she's half husky. So in particular, huskies are uh, very stubborn. Or if you don't want to use that word, they're very um, particular. They're stubborn. Pit bulls are real agreeable. And they'll kind of just go with everything. They're the sweetest dogs, but that's her other half. But the husky part, crazy picky. Huh. Huh, Olympia. So anyway, don't, uh, don't let your dog fucking boss you around. Don't act like no punk bitch. Show that dog. Nah, motherfucker, you're eating that food. The one I made. It's like what's, you know, when you're a kid, if your parents make you food, as long as it's not something you hate or awful, it's like, this is what we're having for dinner. That's it. You don't have, a, it's not whatever you want all the time. Like, this is what we're having. So anyway, with your dog, that's a good way to do it. And, and it's, it's hard. You got to be strong. You got to be patient. It's like when a child throws a tantrum. My son barely ever threw tantrum with me. Like, almost never. And it's not because I'm some crazy... uh drill sergeant or I ever scared him no if he ever like the couple times where he started to throw a tantrum and his tantrums would never be crazy but he'd like I would say like no we can't have that or we can't do this right now or whatever or you need to do this this is when he was like I don't know two he would lay down you know on the floor face first and he'd want it and I just walk away I wasn't mad I was not like well fuck you I'm out of here I was just leave. I just walk out of the room. I would stay within earshot and I would like peek around corner where he couldn't see me, but I could see him to make sure he's, you know, safe. Um, and in a few minutes he'd get up and come into the room cause he doesn't want to sit there. He knows how dumb it is. And then that was fine. So I just reward good reward. I reward good behavior. Uh, and then the bad behavior, I just, it goes away. There's no need, you know, unless he does something crazy, we need to talk about it, but stuff like that, you just walk away and it's fine. Only happened a couple times. And he got it. He's like, oh, okay, I, I get no attention from that. I'm not getting anything from this. And sometimes, you know, a couple times, it maybe he got real into it. And he 10 minutes, he's laying on the floor. Fine, motherfucker, lay on the floor. And then when he'd come in, it's not like, now you see, I don't bring it up. It's just, okay, now we can move forward. You got that out of your system? Let's move forward. There's no reason to dwell on that. It's over. And I was, again, never angry with him. It's like, cool, you're back. Let's have fun again. Let's, let's, you know, do our thing. And it's the easiest way to do it. Um, and it saves you the hassle of getting, at least with my son, <clears throat> excuse me, if he's, if he hits a wall where he like, he can't get it in his head to do something, you know, he's a kid, he's got to go through that shit. The more I push, the harder he'll dig his heels in and entrench. So it, it, it just ruins it for both of us. And instead when I encounter some resistance, and again, I'm not talking about things like, you need to eat, you need to go to sleep. It's just like, with little shit, you know, he wants to be, have some control. But it usually happens if he's really tired. You know, he didn't take a nap, so now his brain isn't functioning properly, and he'll, you know, it, it's easy to upset a child that is sleepy or super hungry. 
um, or a girlfriend. <laughs> so yeah, really easy. He doesn't want to do something. We got to do it. And if it's like a little thing, like, uh, he just starts getting upset for no reason. It's like, all right, I'm just, I'm not going to go back and forth with you on this. Like, I want to have a good time with him. And so it's very simple. So with your dog, it's the same idea. They start trying to tell you who's boss by not eating the food or scoffing at it. Sorry, fucking be hungry, motherfucker. You'll eat eventually. Everybody will. Ugh. I still, like, even though it's hot, it's really hot in LA right now. I still want my hot ass coffee. So good. I just saw something that, uh, the, like a f- French satellite or something picked up the, the hottest day ever recorded on Earth was yesterday or the day before. It was this week. Or, no, June was the hottest month ever. That's what it was. That's insane. So, hey, if you haven't got on board with reducing your plastic, click the links in the description below. You know, uh, the reusable metal straws, uh, glassware, the cotton bags for your vegetables. Um, what else did I put in it? Whatever. I'll put all the links in the description below. Buy those things. Stop using so much plastic. Recycle what you do use. You know, fuck. Time's running out, people. It really is. I really need to make some big changes. Don't leave it to everybody else. It's small changes you can do. It's easy. Super easy to do. You know. Uh, and it's, it's with my son and I, it's a part of our day, not day, but it's a part of our conversation. He, he will say, like, like he'll go to the, the drawer, open the drawer, pull out the straws. He likes playing with them. And he'll be like, this is better than plastic, daddy. I'm like, oh, yeah, why? He's like, because the plastic hurts the earth. I'm like, yeah, that's true. What's the earth? He's like, we live on the earth. It's our earth. He'll say it all the time. He likes the, to, to know that he can, be a, he can take care of something. I think all kids do. Um, so, yeah, really start trying to make some effort. It's a small, small, small change, but it has a larger impact. So click those links in the description below while you're at it. Go to my uh, website, grahambaker.com, and uh, scroll to the bottom and click on the Amazon banner and do all your Amazon shopping as you normally would. All the same prices for you. But some of that uh, comes back to the show and helps me do all this great stuff and talk about Sylvester Stallone or Frank Stallone and uh, Elvis fucking kids and stuff. So don't you want that to keep going? Let's keep this train going. Hear me sip my coffee. Um, welcome to Porb. And uh, if you're liking this, Please like and subscribe on YouTube, rate and review on iTunes. You can follow me on Instagram at Instagram Baker, Twitter at Graham Baker. I'm not going anywhere. I just, well, maybe I am. I got to go soon. Let me see if I can stretch this out and get awkward for you. Get real awkward. Um, so, yeah, it's really scary what we're facing uh, as far as the planet is concerned. And, and in this country, Jesus Christ, we fucking have concentration camps like they're concentration camps. The pictures so the pictures were just released of the conditions in these camps at our borders. It's heartbreaking and infuriating and horrendous and really scary. Really, really, really scary. Um, so we all got to start making changes, man. We all do. Be present. Don't ignore this shit. It's not going to go away if we don't make it go away. Yeah. Ugh. I can't believe it. 
you know, guards telling women, like, drink the water out of the toilet. Like, I'm not going to give you water. Drink the toilet water. Calling them, like, immigrant whores and shit. It's, you know, there was a picture of uh, this cell that was built to hold, like, 41 people, uh, something like that. And it had, like, a, a couple hundred people in it. And you can see it. Like, they're all just, like, smashed together up against the glass, the you know, glass window and apparently like they have to they can't even lay down to go to sleep like it's it's really bad it's really really bad so you know call write march do something you know and i get the feeling that it's uh too big for you too big for me i get it but we could do something at least you know be on the side and lend support to the people who are out there actually, you know, soliciting change and at least, you know, for them to know that so many people are on board with it, it, it helps, you know, march, whatever, do what you gotta do. But it's real scary. It's no good. But yeah, man, click those links, buy that stuff, reusable straws, cotton bags, um, glassware, you know, if you go out and you bring home plastic for food or whatever, you know, just rinse it and put it in the recycling bin. It's such a small effort. It's literally <laughs> the least you can do after doing nothing. I get making changes are hard. You know, uh, I've been doing it this way forever. Now I have to do it a different way. Yeah. Things are different. This is a different time. We've never had this time. So make an effort, motherfuckers. Make an effort. Let's end on that nice positive note, you people. I really hope everyone's having a great day. Um, you know, do something nice for yourself at some point, even if it's sitting around for five minutes and just sitting and breathing. Just take a moment. Don't use this excuse while I'm at work. Or I have to do this, I have to do that. Yeah, you also have to take care of yourself too. So even sitting and just thinking about and focusing on your breathing in through your nose, out through your mouth for a couple minutes, 30 seconds even, is good. Get up, move around, do some jumping jacks, drink water, eat some goddamn vegetables, fucking broccoli. Yeah, get out there, be well, do good, make good choices. Please like and subscribe. On rate and review on iTunes, like and subscribe on YouTube. Follow me on Instagram at Instagram Baker and uh, at Greyhouse Music. Single coming next week, next Friday. Um, at Graham Baker on Twitter. Tomorrow is the Fourth of July. Do you guys do anything? But I guess it's just uh, fireworks and such, right? I don't know. I get. I don't really care about fireworks because. They're constantly going off in my neighborhood. I live in a Chinese area, and it's like bordering a Mexican neighborhood. So it's like Chinese people and Mexican people love firecrackers and fireworks all the time. So it's like, it's February, and it's Tuesday, and it's 9 o'clock. Fucking pop, 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 pop all night. That's not racist. It's just it's what's out here. It's how it is. There's fireworks here all the time. So I don't, and I always think about like, you know, my dog hates them she gets terrified so that sucks and you think about like veterans you know 
just people constantly these sounds like gunfire and bombs and what you know how do they deal with that how do they feel about it and then just the waste and the pollution that you know from all that so i get that it's fun there are other ways to have fun you know there are so many ways to have fun it doesn't have to be this way i get that they're pretty but lots of things are pretty so i don't know um so I'm, there's stuff like locally to do so do something with my son give him some of those experiences too but i don't know we got to find something else so anyway have a great day thanks for listening uh poor podcast tell your friends all that stuff all right peace